It's advertisement time. Oh my word. Everybody loves advertisement time. Guess what? Rough Giraffe now has a Patreon page. Yes, that's right. You've been wanting to give us your money for the last two years, but now there's a way you can do it. Go to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and there for as little as one dollar a month you can gain access to exclusive newsletters blogs weird stories and depending on which tier you subscribe to you could get free merchandise personalized comic strips and have a chance to actually take part in our mini episodes so go along to patreon.com forward slash rough giraffe and have a look at the different tiers the money that you donate won't only go towards the cost of the podcast to make better funnier weirder content for you but it will also help mum to feed the stray cats that for some reason are attracted to her she's got 17 hanging around her door every night she needs your help you can find out more about the stray cats on our facebook page Cheers, my dears. Hola, Senorita Mom's phone. Hello, who is this? It's Pablo. Whoa. Oh, okay. Is Mum there? Whoa. What are you doing? Mum is riding a new bike. If Mum's riding a bike, where are you? Yeah, I'm riding in a trailer beside the bike. There is a lot of shopping in here. I have a Senorita her and the reading shows on me. <laughs> Oh no. Hey, be careful with that sausage and do not squash my tomatoes again. Any damage will come out of your pay. I didn't realise I was getting paid. Oh, be wavos. That's Spanish for eggs. She's going to have to call you back. Okay, tell her I'll speak to her after the jingle. Coming from Reading, it's Stacey, your host. While mums with flamingos on the Spanish coast You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rough Giraffe Happy New Year! As you can hear, we're actually recording this on New Year's Eve Happy New Year! And uh, in the background there, you can hear... (laughs) You can hear the fireworks going off for New Year's Eve. Oh, that was it. It's very short-lived in Spain. (laughs) I'll shut the door again. That was New Year's Eve in Spain. Happy New Year to you. Uh, No, that that was uh, just a run-up, obviously. It's not New Year's Year's Eve yet. We had fireworks set off here at about four o'clock this afternoon. Okay, for any reason don't think so it wasn't even dark uh in spain they do like to set fireworks off at any point of the day did you have a good christmas i did how about you all right it's gone that's it <laughs> did someone wake you up and tell you <laughs> well yeah basically i hope you had plenty of champagne i had lots of walnuts uh yeah and lots of carver oh yes in spain now so We are going to talk about New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, New Year's traditions. Okay, can you talk quietly because I've got a bit of a headache. Oh, you had a a bit of a a party? Uh, No, I've just got a headache. (laughs) 
When's the last time you went to a New Year's Eve party? I don't think I've ever been to one. Really? No. Wow. I'm just trying to seriously think then. No. I've been in somebody else's house on New Year's Eve, but when I got back, the house had burnt down. Oh, yeah, that was a bad New Year's. And then that was, I thought someone had pinched me Venetian blinds, and they were just burnt. But I think that was one of the only times I'd been out. I think I went to a party in a nightclub once when I was 18 or 19. I might have been out at a club when I was probably 16 or 17. Yeah, it's... But I've not been, definitely not been to a New Year's Eve party. No, not like you see them on the TV. Never been to an office party. No, I think it's weird seeing your colleagues, like, at that time in between Christmas and New Year's. It's all a bit strange in a party situation because you all partied out, really, after Christmas. You're not really in the mood for it. Usually we just put Jules Holland's Hootenanny on and fall asleep and then wake up when the countdown's on. I must admit I've quite often slept through and woken up about two o'clock in the morning and thought, oh, that's it then. I do like the Hootenanny, and if people don't know, Jules Holland, who's a fabulous pianist and musician, has like a party on the BBC with lots of other musicians, and it's just a bit of a sing-song. When I found out that that was pre-recorded... Oh, did you not know? No, I found out maybe about five years ago, and it kind of took the shine off it. I really thought that all these celebrities were sitting in a studio together on New Year's Eve. Did you not think they might have something better to do? No, I'd love to go to Jules Holland's Hootenanny. Wouldn't you go? It'd be brilliant. Yeah. But they'd probably do it at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, like the week before. So I hope I've ruined that for lots of other people as well now. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. I wanted to actually tell you yeah. some completely unrelated story, but it's sort of related. Did you know that more babies are born on a Tuesday than any other day of the week? Except if Tuesday falls on a Christmas day. In which case? The fewest amount of babies are born on Christmas day. That's because people wait. It has to be. But you would think if you went into labour... Do people not try and have their baby on Christmas Day? Isn't that special? Well, maybe, but I'm guessing they probably try and uh, get them over and done with. Oh, so you think that they're getting them done with the day before Christmas Day? It's not that they're holding on through Christmas dinner, watching the Queen's speech, playing some games, and then like, oh, just stay in there and then get them out on Boxing Day? No. Oh, okay. It's not like Monopoly. (laughs) Or mouse trap. <laughs> but anyway, that was com- that was sort of completely unrelated, but related. No, it's interesting. When do you think New Year's Day was first celebrated on the first of January? Well, that must have been when they changed from the Roman calendar to the Gregorian calendar, or to the Julian calendar. Ah, uh, Julian calendar. Yeah. So that was forty-five BC. Before baby G's. Yeah, they were getting it all ready for him. They were making sure everyone was used to it. 
before before we came along. Julius Caesar scrapped the old Roman calendar because it based on the lunar cycle and kept falling out of phase. And the calendar guys at the time, the guys that were in charge of the calendar, they would every now and then sneak in an extra day to help politicians if they wanted them to be in power for longer. Right. So Julius Caesar said, "No, not having any of this anymore. We're gonna we're gonna have a proper calendar." Got his astronomers onto it. They worked out how long the year actually is, and he did all of that. Put in an extra day every four years for the leap year. Bada bing, bada boom. That was that sorted then. And that was that. Traditionally, they had celebrated New Year's in March. You know, a lot of places, they did celebrate it in March because it's more spring day. Like, spring is coming, the weather's getting warmer. But he said, no, January 1st is going to be the first day of the year and we're going to do New Year's Day then. And the way they had it back then is the first half of New Year's Day would be all public ceremonies and oath-taking and all boring stuff. And then the second half was social activities. They would give gifts of honey and pears and sweets to give you basically hoping for a sweet year ahead. And yeah, so Julius Caesar sorted that out. And then he died like a year later. Uh, absolutely. happens to the best of us. And he managed to call July, July after himself before he uh, popped his clogs. Right. Although that wasn't his fault, was it, really? Hey, you. Yeah, you. You got something to say? Then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at roughgiraffepod. Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast. Search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Thanks. The ancient Persians would celebrate with gifts of eggs. So they would give eggs to each other to symbolise productivity. So ancient Persians, I don't know how long that ago that was, but ancient times. That will be ancient then. That would be like antique, more than 100 years old. Yeah, so if it's ancient... That would be old. got to be old, got to be a long time ago. Do you know who wrote Old Lang Syne? No, I can't think of Robert Burns. It was Robert Burns. Okay. And what does old Lang Syne mean? Uh, for old Lang Syne. For, for, I did actually know what that meant. Right, uh, old Lang Syne, I can't remember. What is it? It means times gone by. Oh yeah, that's it. In Scandinavia, the Norse celebrated Yule from December the 21st. Yeah. They celebrated it right through until... January, usually around about January the 6th. Okay. The sons and the fathers would bring home large logs which they would set on fire and the people would feast until the log burnt out. Oh, so you need a big log so you can eat longer. You do. It's the Yule, it's the Yule log. It's made of chocolate. It's made of chocolate now. Oh, wasn't it made of chocolate then? I'd hope not because if they set that on fire, it's going to last two seconds. It's only last two seconds now. Because you've eaten it. Yeah. (laughs) They believed that each spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the coming year. 
Did they count them? I think they banged the log to make more sparks. The pigs and the cows were like, oh my word, I can't do that many. (laughs) I've just had a thought. Yeah. It's nothing to do with this. Mm. Why will Christmas dinner be different after Brexit? I don't know. Because there'll be no Brussels. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in a cracker. It is a cracker joke. What do you know about Chinese New Year? Chinese takeaways closed. This year, the Chinese New Year is on the 5th of February and it will be the year of the pig. Is that me? Am I the pig? I think you are a pig, aren't you? I am. Now, on New Year's Eve... The people in China and those that celebrate Chinese New Year, they have a good wash and then they clean up the house and make sure everything is spotless. They're basically getting rid of last year's bad luck. So they clean everything. So this is a spring cleaning. Yeah, because on New Year's Day, they're not allowed to wash. They're not allowed to sweep the house. They're not allowed to clean up. They're not allowed to throw anything away. So... They get it all cleaned the day before because they've got to wallow in their own filth for 24 hours. Wouldn't bother me particularly. You're used to it. It's genetic. (laughs) Because what they don't want to do is wash off the good luck that's been given to them on New Year's Day. So then they, they keep everything as it is, keep all the dirt around and then clean up the day after. Why was the turkey in the pop group? I don't know. He was the only one with the drumsticks. Oh. Yeah, carry on. Do you know why they set off firecrackers for Chinese New Year? Well, is it something to do with uh, scaring off ghosts or...? It's monsters rather than ghosts. Monsters, right. There was a monster called Nian who was coming around on New Year's Eve and harassing everyone and people wouldn't leave their house on New Year's Eve because they were scared of the monster. And then this little boy... He got some firecrackers and he chucked them at the monster. The monster went. And now, on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, they set off lots of firecrackers to ward off all the monsters. Oh. And they, basically, on uh, Chinese New Year, they use the most fireworks and firecrackers in the world of anywhere else ever. I bet if, if you looked at it from space, it probably all just, like, glows. Be able to see it, wouldn't they? I bet, sir. I bet they could. It's time for uh, rough, 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 rough giraffe. Do you make any New Year's resolutions? There's no point. Do you make New Year's resolutions? No, I don't. Because I think if you're going to make a change, just do it when you decide you're going to do it. I know some people find it easy to say, right, on that day I'm going to do this thing. But... Ultimately, you're setting yourself up for a fail if you're only doing it because it's that particular day of the year and not because you really want to do it. No, but how did that come about? So, basically, on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, people would go to church and they would repent their their sins and all the things that they thought were bad and they would try to reconnect with God at that time. So that was the New Year's resolution. They would resolve to be better people and reconnect with God, whatever religion, different religions. And then it's kind of evolved into people trying to change themselves, I suppose. It's, it's all about self-improvement nowadays, isn't it? People want to lose weight, stop smoking... Be a better person. 
usual stuff. Swim with dolphins. I think sometimes bucket lists and New Year's resolutions kind of merge into one. <laughs> yeah. So I asked whether anyone had managed to stick to their New Year's resolution. So a third of people in Britain make a resolution. Really? Yeah. By two weeks into January, 43% of people have failed. By four weeks, 66% of people have failed. Right. And by March, 88% of people have failed their New Year's resolution. So there aren't that many that actually managed to stick to it. But we found somebody. Her name is Joanna. Joanna, yes. So Joanna is from the That's What I Said podcast. And Joanna says that she managed to stick to her resolution. She wanted to start doing drag for years. Wow. And this year, got some looks together, asked a few clubs, and now has steady work as a drag king. I would love to be a drag king. I just look too much like a bloke. But I've got the beard and everything. <laughs> you look too much like a bloke now to be a drag king. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so have I said that wrong? No. Okay. But I, I think I'd make a brilliant drag king. Do you? What would your drag king name be? Uh, Big Mama. You've got to be a man. Oh, yeah. Big Daddy. <laughs> Eric. I think I'd be Eric. Eric, that's it. What's a drag king name? I don't know. I think maybe you do go for normal man names. I'd be Colin Battershall. <laughs> oh, from up north. Aye, I'd have a cat. <laughs> You'd be a pigeon fancier. I would definitely be a drag king pigeon fancier. <laughs> I would say uh, Yorkshire things. <laughs> A-up. A-up and things like that. So that's brilliant. So that's the only person we know in the entire world. That's, and it, and is she enjoying being a drag king? Loving it. Loving it. Large, I think uh, I'm going to have a go. Yeah, well done, Joanna. Firstly, for doing that, because that's amazing. And also for sticking to your New Year's resolution, because... There ain't many out there that do it. No. Do you think I could be a drag king, though? Uh, We'd have to strap them down, bind your boobs. Yeah, that's all right. I, they're down by my knees anyway, to be fair. <laughs> so just put some support stockings on or something. Yeah, that'll be all right. <laughs> hey there, who's that? What's the name of a wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. Hello, Kipper. You're here just in time to answer a question. So, uh, what's the question this time for Kipper? It's from Mouse and Weens from the podcast Mouse and Weens. Hello, this is Mouse. And I'm Weens from the hit podcast Mouse and Weens. Kipper. I thought you would like to hear from me since I am a mouse, and I have a question for you. Kipper, New Year's Eve can be noisy with all the fireworks. Do you have any advice for other cats and dogs on how to stay safe at this time of year? Thanks. (laughs) I thought you were going to say sober. (laughs) Well, uh, Kipper, you do just get drunk on New Year's Eve, don't you? 
That's he. Yeah, gets completely trolled. It made wearing his Christmas jumper all the more bearable. Oh yeah, he was completely sedate. <laughs> well, how do you feel about having a question from a real life mouse? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, happy New Year, Kipper. And we'll see you next year. You know, like you get blind drunk at Christmas. <coughs> no. <laughs> yes. That's not something that's been invented by the Popes, by the way. By the Pope? No, by the Popes. <laughs> okay. There are two huge pre-Christian festivals. That so that's the Yule feast and the Roman Bacchanalia mm. or the Saturnalia, it was called, and it began on the nineteenth of December. And it lasted for about a week. Yeah. And they closed all the work. It says morality and restraint were politely shown the back door. Oh, sounds rude. (laughs) No shops were open. No criminals were punished. Oh. And it was a lot of drinking. Now, it's so much so that uh, a lot of the water and stuff came through lead pipes. So when they made the beer and the wine, yeah, they said that he drank so much that he could actually affect your eyesight so that you'd be blind drunk. Oh, and it's because of the lead, not because of the alcohol. There'd probably be a correlation between the two. But at that time, slaves were allowed to swap places with their masters and one was elected king for the duration of the festival. And the masters were happy with that? That meant they had to go and be servants? Yeah, that is right. Here it is, the unrelated news! We stay safe! So, have we got uh, another unrelated news story? We do. And this unrelated news story is about a man... Who won a bookshop in a raffle. Won a bookshop? Yeah. Oh my God, I would love to win a bookshop. Did it have any books in it? Completely fully functioning bookshop. Basically, there's this bookshop in Cardigan in Wales Mm -hmm. that this chap called Paul has been running for four years and completely profitable, but he decided he wanted to give it up. So... For three months, anyone who spent more than £20 in the shop was eligible to be entered into the raffle. Which £20 isn't much. They didn't even have to buy a raffle ticket. No, they just had to buy some books. At least £20 worth of books and they they could go into the raffle. Did he sell many? There were 59 names in the hat and the winner was a gentleman from the Netherlands who was just on holiday in Wales and thought he would do it. So why did he give up his book up and not sell it? He says he's taken early retirement because of worsening osteoarthritis. But he's got no money now. Well, no, he's got no money, but some people don't need money. Uh, They're called the Queen. (laughs) Um, This chap from the Netherlands got a phone call to say, hey, mate, you've won that bookshop in Wales. And he was like, wow, that's brilliant. I don't live in Wales, but, and this is really weird, he's got a friend in Iceland who's moving to Wales and his friend from Iceland is going to run the bookshop. Wow, that is super strange then. 
You never know. You could one day win a bookshop. If I'd known that, I'd have bought loads of tickets. I really would have loved a bookshop in Wales. Nobody told me it was there. So that's it for 2018. I'll see you in the new year. All right then. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the Villa and Stacy at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody won't feel so alone. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. The Rough Giraffe Podcast. This podcast is part of Brit Scene an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.